0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Time now for the two-minute drill.
0: The two-minute drill. The two-minute drill.
1: Okay, just in the time we have remaining, Dan, I want to know uh, from an observer standpoint, I guess I'm kind of curious, the 49ers, just how committed... They are to Trey Lance. I'm curious if there's any scenario you see where Jimmy Garoppolo could see the field on Sunday. This is a guy whose offseason has been unorthodox. He's a guy that they thought they could trade. They restructured his deal. They may still trade him. But I just wonder, is there any scenario that you see Jimmy Garoppolo taking the field Sunday on the Lakefront? front? Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Jimmy's first
2: start as a 49er at Soldier Field in the game where Robbie kicked five field goals in the revenge game?
0: The the 15-point game, yeah.
2: It was either Jimmy's first or second start as a 49er. I don't see him seeing the field on Sunday, I, I just think that there is a, a level of commitment to Trey Lance that the 49ers have to see through for at least a little while, right? It's got to last longer than a half with right. with what Kyle Shanahan wants to get out of his quarterback. I think there is this kind of belief that, oh, this is an opportunity for the Bears to jump up and bite a team that's that's throwing out a second-year quarterback with a lot, a lot of experience. But guess what? Trey Lance has. He's got Debo Samuel. He's got a reliable running game. He's got one of the best play callers in the NFL in Cal Shanahan. He's got George Kittle. He's got things that can help ease his bumpy transition into things more than Justin Fields has, right? And so I think when we're talking about that part of the equation, I think Trey Lance will get an opportunity to show what he's about on Sunday. The 49ers certainly have a defense that can keep them uh, in control of that game for as long as they need to be in control of that game. So that, that's where I am with that.
1: Are there any significant injuries? And we have to, people understand as, as you tap into this podcast and download it, that it's fluid throughout the week. The first injury report will come out this week. So I think, is there anything that we need to keep an eye on? Dan, you mentioned Jaquan Brisker. He's going to play, yeah. we would assume, anybody else on the fence there or possibly going to be ruled out or in jeopardy.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, we'll go back to the Valus Jones conversation. I need to see him on the field for several practices in a row before feeling like, okay, he's in the clear. And then I think we're going to be keeping our eyes on in the the days and and weeks ahead on what the status of Lucas Patrick is, right? Because if Lucas Patrick comes back and is cleared to play offensive line, now you've got some dominoes, right, on that offensive line that this coaching staff has to figure out on where they want to play Lucas and what it does to other guys on that offensive line. It's not an easy uh, thing to do after you've practiced in, in several different ways throughout throughout August and the
1: preseason. Can I ask an indelicate question? A little bit different, but kind of, I, at the risk, of, I want to I don't want to be unfair. But at practice the other day, Lucas Patrick was running off to the side because he's injured and he's, his hands, his thumbs, been compromised. Has he gained some weight since he arrived? Do you think this layoff has compromised his conditioning? It made me wonder a guy who is big guy who has missed that much time. I wonder about his conditioning because he looked like he might have put on a couple. I
2: didn't notice. Um, it's a good question to ask. You would think that a uh, hand injury of all injuries would allow you to do a lot of things to keep your your yourself spelt, I guess in, in the words sleek, right? If, if Lucas wants to be that way, it's a good question to ask. It's certainly something that I will uh, train my eyes on during the the short open. Uh, segments of practice on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we'll, we'll see if there's uh, s- some pudge there that didn't exist when when camp began in July.
1: We're we're going to predict our uh, our game uh, predictions or announce those uh, later this week. Uh, I am looking forward to the tight end matchup. You said Cole Komet is your breakout performer. George Till is, is a guy that the standard in the NFC for for tight ends, I think, and I I look forward to that matchup. Do um, you think that uh, Cole Komet has it in him? to to have a five catch 95 yard game against the 49ers
2: look who you're talking to it's like the president of the cole Komet breakout year over here yeah i do think he has that in him if the bears offense can get rolling and they can sustain some drives and then they can get down in that red zone uh cole obviously did not score a touchdown in year two of his, uh, his career and i think a lot of people realize that and i think this offensive staff understands hey we We've got to figure out ways to make him a weapon for us, either as a primary target or as a a key cog in that machine when we get in close and figure out ways to make that happen. So, yeah, I think that's definitely within capability for Cole.
1: Okay. Anything else that we are forgetting that we need to wrap up? Because uh, the week that uh, the last week of preseason, here we are, the Bears are in game week. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: We'll get into this more later in the week, but I think, look, this is the the the, the curtain rising on a new era and a new head coach. And Matty Berfloos has to uh, show us that all the things that we were impressed by during the offseason, during training camp, during the preseason, now translate into a game week, right? Like it doesn't mean anything if you don't know how to prepare for a game and then react within a game, right? And so I think we talked a few weeks ago when they were going into their preseason opener that that was going to be sort of a dry run for Matt being the the chief overseer of a game. Well, now it counts, right? And every decision you make, good or bad, is going to be subject to 30 minutes of conversation by Sports Talk radio hosts on Monday morning. I don't know if you know any of those guys, but that's the pressure that Matt Eberflus faces
1: this weekend. Only 30? I mean, we (laughs) we got four and a half hours to fill every morning. (laughs) I'm saying per decision, per decision. You know, you get 30 minutes per decision. All right, so we want your help, uh, listening audience. We want to uh, answer your questions. So we're going to incorporate a new... Thing This week you can send your questions. You can email your question to our mailbag. It's take the north pod at gmail.com. Take the north pod at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to know. Let us know what you think about Dan's prediction that Colt Komet's going to catch 110 passes this year. <laughs> Let us know what you think about uh, Adam's uh, prediction about uh, the his, Saints in the Super Bowl the for God's sake. Super Bowl. And Dan's got the Dallas Cowboys in a 40-year-old offensive tackle, so I don't know what he's talking about either. But you can also DM us uh, on Twitter, send us a direct message at TakeTheNorthPod.